Hello, Ed here. And before we start today's episode, I just wanted to briefly talk to you about our Freelance Heroes Day event coming this November. On Friday the 6th of November, freelancers from all over are going to be gathering virtually for us all to learn, be inspired and open doors to opportunity through networking and collaboration. And this year, we're going to be focusing on your freelance business and you. There are going to be talks to help you build resilience, to help you power through challenges to achieve freelance success. We're going to be covering topics such as work-life balance and personal growth, mental health and personal success as well. There's going to be an all about you forum, which will give you the opportunity to ask our network panelists your burning questions. So much to cover. Uh, You just need to take part. So for more information and to get your tickets for Freelance Heroes Day 2020, just go to freelance-heroes.com forward slash Freelance Heroes Day and scroll down for this year's event. Right, on with today's episode. Hello, Ed here again, and welcome to episode 21 of the Freelance Heroes podcast. Now, as you know from previous episodes, I like to talk now and again with founders of freelance communities to understand what made them start it, what made them persist with it, what freelancers can expect from being a part of it, etc. Now, this month starts European, well, is European Business Month, which is an initiative designed to unite European freelancers and the European freelance ecosystem, as it turns out, actually, its reach is far wider. And also to show the power of growing independent businesses. There's a lot going on through the month. And we hear from its founder, Elena Utilita, to talk about why she started it, what it is, who it's aimed at, how people can benefit from it. Uh, and actually the importance of community to her and other Belgian businesses, which is where Alina is based. And also from her stories about her as a freelance event manager and how this complicated COVID world has affected her business, which, as many of you will know, in the free in the events business won't necessarily be a positive story. There's a lot to get out of this. And uh, although there's the negatives from her event businesses, there's a huge amount of positives about the inspiration that Elena and many others like her too are in actually bringing freelancers together for the power of us all to grow. So listen, be inspired and enjoy. Uh, Elena Utilita, it's lovely to see you again. We spoke actually only for the first time a few weeks ago um, when we had one of these you know, kind of Zoom fact-finding conversations about who we are, etc. And uh, it was wonderful to learn about Freelance uh, Business Month, which we'll talk about now. But other than that, good morning. Yeah, hello, Ed. Thanks for having me. Uh, so you're in uh, beautiful Belgium. That's um, right. Where, where, what part of the, the glorious country will we find you in? Um, somewhere between Brussels and Leuven. Okay, excellent. with Belgium. Yeah, I'll Google Earth it after this after uh, after this podcast. I just hope the weather is nicer where you are than it is here. So let's uh, freelance business month um, sounds grand and sounds very supportive, um, and there's so much to it, uh, which we will talk about in a moment. But I want to understand more about you and why you took such a, a bold step to create something that's going to be so supportive for many freelancers in Belgium. So tell me a bit about you and your background. Yeah, of course. Well, by background, I'm event producer. So that's my profession, uh, event producer. 
Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so that probably explains already why why the thing like Freelance Business Month is happening right now. But a part of that, I started my independent career about uh, four years ago. Um, and I quickly realized that actually I feel quite lonely because uh, I used to work for big organizations, always having team around me. Uh, and then all of a sudden I was alone. Um, I still was running projects. I needed to find people to help me. And that was a struggle. But a part of that, I felt like I don't really know how to handle all, all of the administration on finances, taxes, and you know all that things that comes with creating your own business. So I started partnering with um, other independent professionals and we produce a live conference in Brussels for like-minded people just to start this uh, community and network and, and see what others are doing. Um, and we also quickly realized that actually we're having the same problems, the same questions, the same issues. Um, and eventually the event kicked off. Uh, there was a second version of it. Um, and uh, there's supposed to be a third <laughs> edition coming this year, but obviously with everything that's going on, it wasn't possible. But that at the same time opened other opportunities because I'm acting and as many others uh, across borders. Belgium is not my only marketplace. I'm working with uh, other countries in Europe, US, Asia. Uh, so really focusing just on Belgium alone wasn't, wouldn't be right. Um, and as ambitious as I am, I wanted to create something bigger, more European-wide event for independent prof professionals. Um, obviously, doing that event live, uh, doing that physically, would be a very expensive exercise. And we're operating on a very minimal budget right now. So going online was actually the only option. And thanks to the crisis, that uh, became possible. And audience is reacting much more openly than rather if you would do that in a normal circumstances. Uh, so that's a little bit of a background story of how it all started and eventually ended up in a, in a conference like I'm planning now. So let's, let's kind of unravel just a, a few bits of that. I think you know, many people listening to this will completely understand the challenges you face when you say, look, I have this skill, but there's a number of skills I don't have and I need to meet other people. Oh, and look, it turns out they also don't have the same skills as me, or these other people do have the skills, but they don't have my skill. And that power of community being so powerful. But um, what support was there? And I'm curious to know from a Belgian freelancer's perspective, what support prior to you starting Freelancers Business Month, prior to you creating the community, what, what was out there to support freelancers in Belgium? Well, very good question. And the reason why we started, because we didn't find that support. Uh, well, the Belgium is a very complicated country. We have three official languages uh, <laughs> and uh, so many regions you can't even count and each region has its own rules. So um, it's just uh, by trial and error, kind of. Uh, at that point, when I started myself, when I decided, okay, I'm doing it, um, I wasn't um, having any definitive point where I can go or, or source where I can, you know, of course I can Google and find information, but the first step for me was to find accountant that actually helped me to set everything up. But a part of that, um, nothing. That's, that's how communities have been created out of the need to collect this, um, uh, this knowledge and insights and help each other to steer in the right direction at least. 
So when you did start it, how was it received by the, what, 250,000 freelancers in Belgium, would you say? I can't remember what the uh, statistic is. Well, statistics, all this uh, interesting thing. So there are more than a million uh, self-employed um, yeah. in Belgium out of, what, 11 million population. But this million counts uh, small businesses, um, not necessarily professional services as we call them. And I know in UK, professional services means slightly different thing, uh, financial and legal services, right? Uh, but what we call professional services is everyone who is in consultancy field, kind of, you know, who is doing their job professionally, not Uber drivers or deliver um, uh, workers, um, if you know what I mean. So that category of independent professionals, uh, that, sorry, that category of professionals is counting 240, yeah, 220. Okay, so, I mean, it's much calculated the same way. Here in the UK, we have 5 million who are classed as self-employed without employees, but they're self-employed, but they are construction workers or Uber drivers and exactly as you say, but about 2 million of those are freelancers here. So 1 million or over 1 million self-employed, about 250,000 freelancers. Mm -hmm. So how was it received when you started this two years ago? What was the response like? Must have been crying out for it. Uh, yeah, well, uh, surprisingly, I mean, we started from scratch um, and um, we've got 150 people for the first conference, which was a very good sign. That means, you know, there was interest. And as you start um, doing an event, you actually accumulate so much data that you can work with afterwards. So you interview people, you survey them in terms of okay, um, we, we did this, what else would you like to see? And then you start developing. And actually the first conference was packed with lots and lots of information. It was more like, like TED Talks really on different subjects. And uh, at the end of the day, people were like, oh, there was so much information, but can we just do a little bit more on this and that? And that was exactly the goal uh, we wanted to achieve. We wanted to see, you know, where is the need for more information? Um, so surprisingly, it went very well. Yes. Well, not surprisingly, I would say from, from uh, my perspective, um, but it's good to hear. So try and paint a picture for in kind of detail what the physical event was like. I'm trying to understand what it was like last year and then we'll get on to, to, to this year's event. Mm -hmm. uh, how it was last year. Um as you start growing your community and you start evaluating what are the interests or what are the needs of your public and your audience, your conference starts to grow. And eventually, a uh, first event was one track, second edition was already two tracks, and we added extra workshops, and eventually we had more people and partners as well. Um, if I would continue that live event, that would probably grow into specific conference for specific um, type of freelancers, like creative, digital marketeers, um, I don't know, IT and so forth and so on, just because they have their own specific needs and, and questions how to handle the independent business. Um, so that's been paused for a moment. <laughs> We're going into virtual domain right now. Um, and again, it's, uh, it's a big experiment because one month long event, I don't think anyone has ever produced. Uh, so we'll see the outcomes out of that. Um, and eventually my goal, of course, to develop the digital event further, because I think that's the future for, for event industry at least. So, I mean, of course, you know, you as your profession of being an event producer has obviously taken uh, a dramatic 
uh, downward turn. Um, so what I, I, I want to talk specifically about you for a moment and what support you've had um, from your community during, you know, kind of, I imagine the event business has flatlined. So what support have you had from your community and also from the Belgian government? Mm. Yeah, well, community, uh, interestingly, any project you start within freelance community is met with lots of enthusiasm because um, I guess people understand that, you know, you are in it together, right? Uh, you, you share the, the common uh, struggles and they're willing to help. Uh, and once you start sharing your passion about what you want to create, you get a response uh, from those who want to help. So what we got from the community, obviously, the um, uh, contribution in terms of uh, sharing expertise, um, uh, helping with marketing, um, helping with media, for instance. Um, just, you know, I, I guess it doesn't, uh, it's not just one person who creating things, uh, especially when it comes to community. It's uh, several people on board who are making this to happen. Um, in terms of government, um, <laughs> Yeah, well, um, they do support in terms of providing information. Let's put it like this. They can be invited to come and talk, um, but that's probably it. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel you're being very diplomatic in your response there. <laughs> um, exactly. And I don't mean to laugh because it's, it's funny, uh, more because um, uh, of the way you were describing it. But so... Um, I mean, there must be a growing noise then amongst the freelancers, you know, you know, amongst other businesses too, but obviously I don't know what those support is from the Belgian government, but there must be a growing noise to support what is a, a key part of the Belgian economy. Yeah, uh, well, you know, I'm trying to be diplomatic, but I think Belgium supports independent professionals quite strongly. There are several organizations that are acting on that domain. It just seems that they're a little bit too far from, from the audience. And maybe I'm judging that because I'm an expat, so I'm not, those organizations are either in Flemish or French. Um, and for me, it's difficult to feel that I belong to them uh, just due to the language. Um, so that probably also another reason why we started the conference in English uh, to um, cater for those who are like us, uh, expats, and you know, English is the main working language. So from that perspective, for me, it's difficult to say um, and actually give a, a, a weighted opinion on whether government is, is uh, very much involved in our lives or not. No, fair enough. Uh, so you've already addressed the point that I wanted to make was about the fact that you have done it in an English language. Is that too because you didn't want to run multiple courses in different of one of the three main languages? You wanted to kind of unify it because I imagine English is fairly widely spoken. Yeah, yeah. And again, for the reason that uh, those who feel that they don't belong to either Flemish or French community, they still have place to come and talk. You know, there are lots and lots of expats in Brussels, um, you know, and they're independent and they still need to know how to run the business or where to find connections. So that was another reason for running this conference and community. So depending on when um, someone is listening to this, they might listen to this on the day before Freelance Business Month starts, or it may have already started. 
but I'd like you to to kind of paint a picture of what it's like this year, obviously in a digital in its digital format. Yeah. Oh wow. It's it's. Uh, I think I've mentioned one big experiment to be honest, uh, and quite frequently I'm asked why a month. Like, are you totally crazy? <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe that's the reason. But another reason is um, it used to be called Freelance Business Day, which was just one day conference. And um, with the experience that I have right now with digital and online events, one day is just not enough. Uh, first of all, the format is changing. Once you go online, you're not willing to spend the entire day talking or listening someone talking to you or even attending masterclasses. It's just mega tiring. What we wanted to achieve is that we create a digital co-working space in a way where people, um, attendees can come anytime they want, uh, decide what they want to attend and listen, and then come back, verify the knowledge that they gained. Uh, maybe they receive a task that they need to accomplish and then they come back uh, and talk to the same uh, consultant or trainer uh, to get the advice. And then during 31 days, basically they can connect uh, with anyone they feel like they need to connect to either uh, do their projects better or to, um, to learn new skills. And the program is going to be structured the way that uh, every day something's going to happen. And then it's up to, uh, up to the attendee to decide whether uh, he or she is interested in this talk or she may just skip it and um, or she, he may skip it and come back next day or day after. Um, and all that will run in event platform, which is uh, mega powerful. I really love that tool. Um, and yes, we have weekends too, which means we'll do some interesting things during the weekends, like sightseeing and uh, sport <laughs> and yoga and uh, Halloween on the 31st. So yeah, lots and lots of things will be happening. Um, and um, so that's the exciting part of it. Obviously, connections are mega important. But the main mission of the event, um, and when I was planning that, I wanted to make sure that we raise the visibility of independent professionals because we still hear it's like oh it's tricky to work with freelancers it's not um it's risky and blah 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 but uh, i want to pass the message that it's time to change and we see the changes happening either it's on a corporate side or from a side of employees who's been um fired and now looking for new uh ways to you know generate money um but at the same time, uh, to you know, it's not only conference for freelancers as such. We want to bring the HR and corporate leaders into that domain as well. That's why the last week of that conference is dedicated exclusively for HR people uh, and anyone who wants to learn how they either work with freelancers or not yet and why not. So we're trying to kind of you know make this change to uh, influence uh, more into that um, aspect so that. Freelancers and independent professionals get more assignments, uh, more welcomed at the corporates, um, and you know, try to change something in this world at least. That's. Great. I think that's phenomenal. I think that's brilliant because you're absolutely right. Of course, this isn't a one-direction challenge. As more freelancers are coming in, we need to change the rhetoric from the employer side too. I think that's that's brilliant. So, can you just that last week? What I mean, so. Obviously, it will be for freelancers, but what, what will you actually be, um, what type of event will there be for the HR people and, and anyone else who may be sceptical about working with freelancers? Yeah, 
Well, we have several um, keynote speakers in that week. Um, uh, one of them, I'm very proud to say, is person from NASA, uh, Steve, wow. who will talk about yeah, um, who will talk about open innovation and how they work with open talents, including independent professionals uh, in research programs and you know just um, um, making things happen uh, because obviously you can look into your staff uh, and rely that they will develop something at the same time you can just go outside and, and seek for expertise elsewhere i had a very interesting discussion with another speaker i cannot disclose the name yet because it's not confirmed uh, he basically uh, said that you know the moment we started working with uh, independent professionals we scaled up our processes or we scaled up innovation we scaled up research um, things started uh, to move much more quicker and with better quality. <laughs> so if we can bring that talk and demonstrate that actually, hey, this leading company is already doing that, what are you waiting for? Uh, I think that may, um, you know, um, get a bigger impact into others. Um, each, episode, so each episode of the uh, Freelance Heroes podcast, I look for a, a soundbite, something that I can use just to try yeah. and help. That's it. That, that Exactly what you said there. Even though we can't reveal the name of the person who said it, um, I think that's just a, a, a such a, <clears throat> an invaluable point. Because yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, there's, two, there's two challenges, of course. Well, yeah, one of which is the freelancers themselves actually looking to find the corporates, their own confidence in being able to find the work and to market themselves to those who are looking. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously the, the corporates themselves. So for freelancers listening across Belgium or across anywhere around the world, um, who, what would you say to, to freelancers who are who need to develop their relationships with bigger businesses who who need to be able to show to those businesses that they can increase innovation that they can increase efficiency that they can increase the bottom line as well what would if they're looking for that confidence building moment to help them reach out what would you say hi interesting question thanks a lot for that uh to be honest um and i should have probably mentioned that from the beginning the reason why this entire project initiated going back two years ago is for exactly the same reason. I wanted to reach out to corporates and sell myself. And I'm, I hate at selling. So I just wanted to have a platform where I can talk to them freely, introduce myself, you know, and just see if there is a common ground. And I didn't have anything like that. Uh, so back then, the idea that uh, was posed for the moment was to create freelance fair. Uh, similar to job fairs we have, right? Uh, you probably have it in UK as well, uh, where you go and just, you know, see if there are any positions open and uh, uh, corporates looking for talents. So I wanted to do that for freelancers specifically, um, uh, exactly for the reason uh, and, you know, to answer your question, because I don't have a magic formula for that. Um, but I know it is important to have good names on your portfolio, then you're considered to be more uh, reliable because you worked with, let's say, you know, this and this and these big names. Um, so hopefully if, you know, uh, the situation will stabilize, we will produce such fair uh, and eventually we'll have such platform. But um, um, maybe partly to answer that question and what I hear from others is that it's important to be equipped with 
not just your own expertise, but with the network around you. Because most of the time, and just taking, for instance, in my case, if I run a project, an event project, I would need to have at least five, six different uh, expertise levels uh, to make a project to happen. Uh, and I can only do that um, if I have people that I know and trust. So I guess pitching to uh, big names and corporates, you more act right now like an agency and not just, uh, you know, one of, uh, let's say, let me organize event and I can only do logistics. That's not going to work. Uh, if you want to grow um, and get more and bigger clients, you need to act like an agency. And I think that's the trend that's, trend that's now taking more and more um, power. And, and we see more and more freelancers actually competing uh, with, with agencies, either via specific platforms that are now coming into market or individually as a community. Um, it depends, but I think that's what's happening right now. So I'm going to ask you the same question, but from the perspective of a of an employer. So because, you know, given what you've said about the reason it started a couple of years ago as well and your focus of that last week, um, if anyone is listening to this, who runs a business who has maybe been skeptical about working with independent professionals, freelancers, call them what you will, um, what what would you say to them that that is the that that is a reason that they should look to the freelance community to help their business? Hmm. I think first of all is the flexibility factor. Uh, it is a scary one uh, because I keep hearing like, oh, what happens if you disappear from the planet? You know, what's going to happen with the project? <laughs> and that's that's a risky factor indeed. But I think if you set up um, I mean, you always have to have a backups in in the in the situation when something wrong uh, happens. Um, for organizations working with freelancers, I think they can get much better quality um, and expertise by switching into that domain. That's what demonstrated by uh, other leading organizations uh, that I've spoke with. Um, and faster results, you know, um, why do I say faster results? Um, because as independent, you really track your time. You want to be as much, uh, as efficient as possible. You don't want to, you know, spend days thinking about the, the matter when you have other clients, uh, you know, um, uh, waiting for your, um, uh, for your work to be done. Um, and I'm now thinking, uh, just probably that's why I'm stumbling in what I'm trying to say. I'm thinking about myself in um, having the same job within the organization as a freelancer and then as employed. So as a freelancer and actually the same type of job, um, I felt much more, um, I had much more freedom in my personal opinion to do as I wish as a consultant and act as a consultant and and, and be on equal uh, line with directors or C-suite, you know, to tell them what needs to be done. The moment I was switched as an employee, the position changed, but job didn't change. Job was exactly the same, but just the feeling how I belong to organization changed completely. And that didn't really work well in, in my case, for instance. I don't know if that answers, or that's a little bit of- uh, No, 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 it's good. Because I mean, it ultimately does, you know, mm -hmm. underline the point that if, if for anyone, everyone I think would swap employment for self-employment, if they had the same benefits, um, and that there was freelance work for them uh, to do. I think 
people would take that opportunity themselves. So I think, you know, you've answered it from the employer's side. Um, how will you define whether Freelance Business Month has been a success or not for you? Mm-hmm. Um, if person walks away after these 31 days of engagement with connections, with extra knowledge and extra skills that, that they can apply into what they do, that is mission accomplished for me. Um, that is the goal towards attendees. Um, I would definitely have to evaluate this entire process, what had happened during this time, uh, what outcomes we received, and then draw my own conclusions in where all this is heading. Um, I, of course, I have some numbers in my head that I want to reach there in terms of attendees, uh, in terms of, uh, let's say, meetings placed, in terms of sessions um, run and so forth. But that's that's my uh, uh, my own information. <laughs> let's let's put it like this. Um, but yeah, so if if uh, if I see that attendees are making connections and learning uh, things that improve what they do, that's going to be mission accomplished for sure. And then what happens afterwards? Are you, I mean, assuming in the hope that we're the other side of COVID by this time next year, albeit in a different world, um, will it still be a month-long event? I mean, it will, <laughs> have you now got the, uh, and, and of course it'd be a lot bigger because it'll be in a, a in physical format as opposed to digital one, or will you combine the two? Or have you, have you thought, I'm not even going to think about that until this one's out of the way? Yeah, well, I think digital will stay, um, and I'd like it to stay, to be honest, because it's so much easier. Uh, now we have audience uh, not only from Belgium but from all over the world, uh, and that is that is what I didn't did not expect. I thought, okay, we'll have Belgiums, maybe UK, you know, some other countries, um, but all of a sudden we have people from India, from Colombia, from US, Singapore. It's just so amazing, uh, and we have to continue doing that. Um, and let's see if people like it, first of all. If that is something that, uh, you know, evokes good emotions towards them, then definitely something to be repeated. Um, and I don't exclude the fact that I'll probably go doing um, sector, uh, conferences per sector, uh, like I mentioned, for creatives, IT, and so forth. Um, and physical event, definitely. Definitely, I'd love to um, make that happen again, uh, because we can't exclude, you know, we, we love seeing each other and meet, meeting each other. So, yeah, perhaps uh, maybe in UK even. Who knows? <laughs> well, you'd be more than welcome to. I was going to say that, um, you know, on the assumption that we're in uh, back in physical events this time next year, I will absolutely be coming to Freelance Business Month in Belgium um, as well, because um, it'll be great uh, to, to be a part of it. It sounds a phenomenal event that you're putting together. Um, and what about you? Because, again, you know, the events industry will pick up again at some point. It's just the problem is we don't know when. So what's the focus for you and your business once Freelance Business Month has, has passed? Huh. Yeah, I'll continue in, um, you yeah. Well, let me put it like this. Uh, since the moment the world stopped, <laughs> I've I've switched into digital domain completely. Uh, but for me, it wasn't uh, a, a difficult moment because I was in technology for quite a long time. I, I worked for a technology company and I always applied like the newest technology for events. So for me, it wasn't something shocking. I actually really liked the fact that now we're going fully digital because this is uh, how we actually 
adopt uh, the, the fact that uh, we have to apply technology for events. Event industry was lacking technology uh, innovation. It was just so behind, it was crazy. So now all of a sudden everyone is thinking, okay, how can we make the best of it? Um, and looking at the event community, I see there are lots and lots of people are still waiting for uh, the past to come back, which is totally crazy. It will not come back. It just has to go forward. So my focus, and I started that before um, uh, Freelance Business Month, uh, running courses on how to um, adapt to digital domain, how to evaluate your organization, whether or not it is ready for uh, ready to take full advantage of online events, um, how to set up your online infrastructure for events and everything that is associated with creating, like conceptualizing event, executing, then running analytics uh, post-event and everything in between. <laughs> so this is something I'll, uh, I'll continue doing it. Brilliant. Uh, and of course, colliding in the middle of European, sorry, in a, a freelance business month is European Freelancers Week as well. Um, so what events are being done to, to celebrate that uh, week long event? Ah, good question. Yeah, we're partnering with um, uh, Coworking Assembly uh, to support them with uh, European Freelance Week. Um, and I know they're working hard into um, stimulating um, all organizations who are around that community to, to run events, whether it's online or offline, depending on the country situation. Um, I believe uh, the listing will be open pretty soon, so we'll be able to see on the website. Um, and I hope I'll have the opening event within uh, our platform. So we'll have people talking about the uh, manifesto uh, that is about to be produced, I believe, um, and everything around freelance economy. Um, I do hope to get um, a European uh, European outlook on freelancing because we have quite a lot of um, speakers from US sharing how it is out there, but we do need to bring a European perspective to European event, right? <laughs> so that's Absolutely. something. Uh, Makes sense. Uh, yeah, for the last days uh, before the opening, I'm just trying to fix this little topic. <laughs> Let's put it like this. So um, there's, uh, I think we should um, maybe have a call with the uh, co-working assembly with yourselves uh, with European Freelancers Week. I think it would be a fascinating conversation to talk about the uh, you're right we can't go backwards we can only go forward so discuss how that might be um you uh, we're recording this uh, with a few days to go before um it starts so you must have an awful lot to do so i will let you go but um i'd, I'd like to know for anyone who's listening to this and because it's an english-speaking event so widely uh, available um what's the website where should they go uh freelancebusinessmonth.com Simple as that. Uh, Alina, it has been uh, inspiring uh, to talk to you this morning. Um, I feel if I'm ever having a low morning, I'm just going to have one of these calls with you and uh, it, it will set me up for the day. Um, but thank you very much and uh, look forward to being part of the month. Good luck with everything. And we'll, we'll chat again soon. It'd be great to see how it went after, after October has passed. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Ed. Thanks again to Alina there, and thanks you too for listening. Uh, if you have any questions, anything you'd like to add, any feedback, thoughts, please do email me podcast at freelance-heroes.com or, of course, search for the hashtag Freelance Heroes across social media. And every Wednesday evening uh, from 8 till 9 British summertime, there is the Freelance Heroes Twitter chat. So, again, just follow hashtag Freelance Heroes for that. Uh, hope to see you at Freelance Heroes Day in November. 
But either side of that, we'll be back next week with another edition of this podcast. So until then, thanks for listening. Have a great week. Bye for now.